Amen. Turn around and say hello to someone and then be seated. And tonight we've got some folks that are out. And uh, as I was leading this song, it was because uh, uh, Ryan hopefully is going to be on the mend, but you pray for him and others for whom we will be <coughs> listing their physical needs and other needs as well uh, in just a little bit. Thank you so much for a great past weekend. On Saturday, we concluded our three-Saturday, 15-day Fill America, Fill Virginia campaign, and I don't have the final results, but I imagine we're going to be told how we did as far as uh, our position as a state and within our state, but uh, praise the Lord for all of those tracks and all those door hangers that got out. We reached and surpassed our, our reach goal, and uh, we also surpassed uh, at least eight other goals, praise the Lord. So Saturday was a very successful day. Sunday we had folks, uh, visitors in attendance, praise the Lord for that. A great day, decisions made in hearts. Thank you for your prayers. And then uh, we just got back, I just got back a Tuesday night late from a meeting in Maryland with uh, Forest Ridge Baptist Church in Bel Air, Maryland. My Timothy from 50 years ago, <laughs> Jeff Berg, I got to sing for his uh, Bible conference and preach for his Bible conference. And uh, my Timothy, uh, Jeff Berg, is doing a great job up there, has for 33 years. Now, that, you know, that's got to be something. He felt old. I said, you feel old. You're my Timothy. What do you think I feel like? But anyhow, uh, his wife, Ellen, is the one for whom we have been praying. And God has answered prayer. She has no active cancer in her right now. So praise the Lord for that. And, uh, and tonight um, we want to do everything we can to receive from God in the word what he has for us. We also, uh, as we go offline, we want to receive an offering. And you did very well these past three weeks in our Give a Christmas Gift to Jesus uh, special offering. We're going to continue that through December. I want you to do your very best tonight and uh, then Sunday again. And uh, let's, uh, let's really, really start this campaign off in a very strong manner, strong fashion. We, uh, we also tonight want to prepare the facilities for what's going to take place on Saturday. As you know, uh, evangelist Roger Freeman has gone home to glory, and we want to give him a good homegoing uh, send-off. Uh, and so we want to have the facilities straightened up. Before you leave the auditorium, would you make sure all the books and all the pews are uh, straightened and cleaned? Uh, would you do that? And then, uh, men, we can carry the communion table uh, out and uh, make room for uh, the body that will be here on display for viewing. So we want to do that. And then we want to pick up uh, out in the foyer, empty the garbage, and uh, pick up in the restrooms, make sure everything is clean and good and ready to go. Now, if you can't do it tonight, if you have a key, Thursday would work. So we're urging everybody to do their cleaning then. Uh, our visitation for the church visitation will be individual. And so you can go by the visitation area in the adjacent room, pick up some tracks. And uh, if you need some door hangers, we can get you those. Once again, we've had some prepared for us for upcoming visitation. And so we want to do that. Uh, make sure you visit your bus routes and your Sunday school classes in your neighborhoods. Amen. Now, as far as the memorial services are concerned here for Roger Freeman, we will have uh, open casket viewing 
uh, visitation time here at 10 a.m. And uh, flowers are permitted if you want to do that. The church will do that. At 11 o'clock is the preaching and singing and the service of memory. And I hope that we'll have a good turnout from our church for uh, the sake of the family. Uh, Roger's in heaven. Everything is brand new. Everything is good. But uh, for the family, they're going to need this kind of love and support that this church can give. And so I'm urging you to do that. You'll please the Lord. You'll please me. I know if Roger gets any word from down here, he'll be pleased as well for the turnout. So let's do that. This Sunday is the last Sunday of the month of September, and we want to emphasize Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, uh, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And we are emphasizing Jerusalem right now. I want to reach our Jerusalem. So get your tracks and get your door hangers and let's bring folks out. Bring somebody with you this coming Sunday. And uh, we will once again be uh, participating in Give a Christmas Gift to Jesus offering. Now next month, that's a week from this Sunday, we start our missions emphasis. And there are going to be special, uh, special missionary features all month long. I want you to come out every service. Don't miss a single service. I want everybody to be out. And October the 30th will be our 59th anniversary uh, celebration and observance. Uh, we're going to be receiving greetings and congratulations. If you would like to write something up and turn it in, we will have some forms for that, but you can do it on a regular piece of paper. You can send it in by email or text. So everybody, let's send greetings, congratulations. And some will be doing multiple giving. That is, you take, for example, 59 and, and you decide to give 59,000, well, whatever. But 59 cents, $59, $159, $1,059, $5,900. Whatever multiple you want to do, that will certainly be a blessing to our church. Thank you. In honor of those that have gone before and what the Lord has done. Send your testimony on ahead and uh, that will be such an encouragement. The faithful men assembled and also had a Zoom meeting on Monday evening. It was good, wasn't it, gentlemen? I mean, we, we certainly saw uh, the hand of the Lord in everything. A great spirit of unity, one-accordedness. It was very, very good. And um, I want to thank our men and our people for praying because this truly is the Lord's church, and He is truly at work in our church. As we get into the Word of God tonight, I want us to think about the strategy of the New Testament church that's carrying out Acts 1-8. The strategy is to go to the population centers, and there's nothing wrong with a country church. There's nothing wrong with reaching migrant camps and gypsy camps and folks that are coming and going, you know, the homeless and people that don't have roots down. But in the New Testament, the pattern is always to go and minister to the large population centers, very much like uh, you go to the mountaintop and everything, you know, everything kind of comes down the side of the mountain, and that's the way it is to be. The great, uh, the great population centers, I want you to think about it, the great population centers of the United States are controlled by those that don't agree with us on the Bible. They don't agree with us on life. They don't agree with us on... on uh, uh, working and by hard, diligent work, making something out of yourself in the will of God and, and being uh, uh, sufficient and, and doing... The, the large population centers 
of the United States are all controlled by people who are small thinkers and people who have been influenced by socialists and communists. And some, some of those places we refer to, we used to refer to um, certain cities as the People's Republic of because it's just about that way. Now, I believe there are good people scattered throughout this country, people that are God-fearing, people that, that some love the Lord and are saved, uh, but at least have uh, biblical principles, but they're outnumbered in the cities. And I want to say, not politically, but biblically, we need to take the cities back. We need to take the population centers back. Those states that are controlled by socialistic folks and, and folks that don't agree with the Bible, we need to take those states back. We need to take those places back. See, you sound like you're, you're running for something, preacher. I'm not running for anything. I'm not running from anyone. I'm just preaching the Bible. I'm just giving biblical principles. It was George Sweeting who wrote this. Why should we minister in the city centers? The churches, churches of the New Testament set the example. The apostles concentrated their efforts in the throbbing cities of their day. The ministries in those metropolitan areas were life and death struggles. The environment was not easy or compatible with the revolutionary new values introduced by the disciples of Jesus Christ. Ephesus, located at the mouth of the Caister River, was notorious for its luxury and moral looseness. Diana was the chief object of worship and opposition to the gospel was fierce. You remember that. Uh, we have that in the book of Acts. We have that referred to. And then, of course, we have the book known as Ephesians. And a church was established there in spite of all of that wickedness. Corinth, which we're studying Corinthians now. Corinth, with a population of 600,000, was the largest city in Greece. It was an important seaport, a garrison town, military, and a strategic highway junction crossing of main uh, highways throughout the uh, Roman Empire. The Corinthians were particularly prone to sexual promiscuity and enjoyed dragging each other off to court over any little difference of opinion. The city seethed with a mass of merchants, philosophers, ex-soldiers, and peddlers of vice. And we're studying that, and we see that all around us, don't we? There are a lot of, there are a lot of military and ex-military in our area. There are a lot of people from all around the world. This is the crossroads of the world, really. We have uh, on visitation, in, in one visitation morning, I cross paths with representatives from over a dozen different nations. On some Sundays prior to COVID, we would have up to 40 different nationalities represented in our congregation. It's just like the New Testament. And then it says this, Rome, metropolitan center of the Roman Empire, was riddled with perversions, court plots, and murders. Its prosperity and immorality eventually brought down its, uh, its uh, empire. In these centers of life, Christianity took root. Think about that. In all that filth and rot, Christianity took root and flowered throughout the known world. Why is that? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Instead of being so negative, we need to be more positive. Last evening when I preached in that Bible conference up in Maryland, I brought a message from Philippians chapter 4. We're not going there tonight. But I, I talked about uh, how in a short space of time things turn negative in conversation. 
uh, I pointed out that even though I didn't start out as a conversationalist, I overcame my shyness. And every week I will speak to as many people, complete strangers, as I possibly can. I talked to a man last week. He was getting out of his car as I was going into the store. He was going into the store. He was about my age, maybe five, ten years younger, just a young man. And uh, he was driving a T-Bird. And I said, nice ride. And he said, it is. And I said, do you like it? And he said, I do. And I had a friend right then. We talked all the way in. I witnessed, gave him a tract. And it took a certain amount of time before conversation turned to, but this hurts, or that's going on in the economy, or whatever. And every single person on this planet, I don't care who you are, if you talk to them long enough, eventually that's going to creep in. Now the question is, are you a two-second, ten-second, thirty-second, one-minute, two-minute, three-minute, four-minute, go-to-negativity person? Because everybody is one of those. Sooner or later, it's going to be, yeah, but, and they I mean, some folks, it's immediate. You say something good, they say something bad. And no wonder people have difficulties. I said, uh, my title last night, I said to them, my title is First Century Power and Principles for 21st Century Problems. When you talk about problems, it's not just the problems that are. It's the problems that we perceive. And what you perceive comes out of your mouth within, what, two seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Come on now. Come on. We're all guilty. Two minutes. If I hit your three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, pretty soon negativity comes out. So we talked about the fact that, that we have the Word of God to chew on. We take it in. We chew on it. We, that keeps us transformed. And we need to have the Word of God in us. Beverly, you've often said that. Oh, no. Preacher said that first. But... Beverly, you've often repeated what preachers said. Get into the Word until the Word of God gets into you. Amen. So we need to keep it, what? Positive. We need to chew on it. Meditate on the Word of God. Are you listening to me? Get this now. This is important. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That's the fifth verse. We need to stay balanced. We need to stay balanced. That's what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to be balanced. And praise God that we can be. It's too easy for Baptists to, to run off the rails and go off on some tangent, isn't it? I've known a lot of folks, and, and um, I'll, I'll never forget a conversation that somebody was having with one of my mentors. He's now in heaven. But uh, somebody brought up the name of a preacher with great promise, with great potential, extremely high IQ. And my mentor went like this, turned around, folded his arms, and after the manner of some of the classic preachers of the past, he turned around and he said, he could have been a great man of God, and just left it at that. Because we all knew that individual had run off the rails some other emphasis, some side issue, instead of what Dr. Hancock used to say. Brad, main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. Amen. As I said, that's in the classic form because it was D.L. Moody who was asked about a certain preacher for a recommendation. 
Dale Moody turned to the side, kind of looked down, rubbed his whiskers, came back, and all he said was, too much tomahawk. <laughs>